Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Okay, welcome back to another episode in our sexual gospel series with my good friend Nikki. Make sure you go back to the episode last week where we introduced Nikki and where she lives. Uh, she's not the neighbour of Chris Hemsworth, but she does, does live close. Um, <laughs> so we have embarked on a series called The Sexual Gospel, which has generated a lot of interest, even just the title. People are like, what do you mean? So last week we unpacked um, what the sexual gospel means, and Nikki's going to recap in a second. But today, this is perhaps one of my favorite things to talk about today. Nikki is going to launch into why or how sex is like super glue. So yeah. without further ado, Nikki, welcome back to episode, well, episode three of the sexual gospel, but it's episode two with you. Yes. Yes. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening in again good to be here again yeah so nice to <laughs> um, have you again yeah so last week uh last podcast we discussed how sexuality is a tri-dimensional experience and it actually involves three parts of us which is our body soul and our spirit and um and we believe that because we're made in the image of god because god is three in one he's the trinity we believe our christian worldview he's three in one and then in the beginning he made humankind in his image and mm. so even the fact that we're body soul and spirit images god you know we're godly creatures and which means that sex and the ability to i guess create life from sex um images god and it glorifies god and so what our the the problem in lies in when we try to reduce sexuality to a one-dimensional experience and we talked a little bit about that last time um when it's just a bodily experience it's just a physical thing and anyone with a heart in their chest knows that sex is not just a physical thing although if you do it enough times it can become meaningless okay mm. but i think we most of us know it involves the heart it involves the soul and so we are going to talk about today uh, predominantly where it involves our body and our soul. Right. And we'll talk, I think, next time about our spirit. Yeah. Um, but as we said, you know, the world wants to separate sexuality from our soul and our spirit, and it's really just not possible. Um, and so, yes, as you mentioned, sex really is like super glue. It, it's it's an adhesive um, designed for to stick, for want of a better word, stick two people <laughs> together for life. And right. so, when that's why when we engage in sexual activity, there's a connection and there's yeah. a bond, and no one can deny that. Right. <laughs> no one can deny that. This is just reality this yeah. is I mean that's just um science really there is a bond in many ways and so but the bond time... plays out differently right in girls mm -hmm. and in guys and this is what you're going to explain which I think is so powerful because when someone does have sex and break up you see two very different reactions from the guy and the girl and your explanation is amazing on this yes absolutely and so I think we do ourselves no favors when we say that we're the same because yeah. we 
are equal. Men and women are absolutely equal, I believe. Um, but but doesn't mean that our responses are the same. And that is the same when it comes to sexuality. And when we honour those differences, we actually end up more blessed. We yeah. actually do. We end up figuring out how to serve one another serve one another lovingly through this process right than trying to uh conform right conform to stuff and so we'll talk a little bit about that um, yeah but like like we said sex is like super glue that's really the de- that's why god designed it to be so wonderful is to glue us together for life and so that's why we say and the bible says uh to save it within marriage because that's when you've committed to stick together for life right marriage for us is a forever thing not a uh yeah and then you know give up after two years kind of thing yes you know it's like forever okay so every time we change sexual partners though um that bond gets less sticky okay this isn't my opinion this is just statistics and research right um and for one of a better word, sticky, it's kind of funny. Um, but it's kind of like when you put a Band-Aid on and it's got... It's got Sorry, can you hear that loud noise? Sorry, one of my kids is like moving <laughs> furniture above me. You cannot hear anything on my... <laughs> I reckon you will on the podcast. Sorry. I was going to text them and go, would you flipping be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nikki, keep going. Yeah, I can just see your facial expressions. <laughs> like so disoriented. Um, no, no problem. So, okay, so when you put a Band-Aid on, Band-Aids have adhesive on them, they have uh, glue. But if, when you rip it off, you know, a lot of us have done this, and then you try and put it back on again, you'll notice it gets less and less sticky every time. And then if you try and do that like 10 times by the 10th time, um, it doesn't stick at all. And there's often bits of lint or skin or hair stuck on it. <laughs> well, that's and delicious. Delicious, yes. And But that's what happens when we engage in sexual activity over and over and over again with different partners and different contexts. Um, that bond created becomes less and less sticky, less permanent, until, like, eventually for some people it, it actually does become meaningless. You know, that's why people can get addicted to sex and and, and the person becomes an object and then you have horrific things like human sex trafficking because sex is no it's meaningless now. wow and that is such a good analogy like the band-aid you can't you know you stick it once and then that kind of you can't go back and stick it again that's amazing analogy eventually that bond is going to be desecrated and it's like oh there's another analogy you can use like stick gluing two pieces of boards like wooden board say if you can Mm. picture that to each other and if you rip them apart um, they will come apart. Like you can break up with someone, but there's a bit of glue left on both sides of the board. And often like anyone who's, you know, had sex with someone and, and created a bond um, will know that like there's still, like you feel like a piece of yourself was left with that person. Like when you break up with someone, you feel like you've left a piece of yourself with that person. Yeah. It's like in a sense you have, you know, you've bonded and then like some of your glue's over there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's why it hurts it's supposed to hurt when you break up with someone it's supposed to hurt because you're you're sort of going against what your body wants to do which is to stick to them right so um just to explain I guess a little bit about body soul and spirit so this makes sense um you know we've mentioned where 
tri-dimensional beings. So we have a body, which is our physical shell, and it's beautiful and it's not less, it's not actually less important than our soul. Sometimes we can think our soul and our spirit is is more important than our body, but actually God says they are, they are, they are one. They are one, uh, you know, there's no part of the Trinity that's more important than the other. Like, so so our bodies are actually super important and valuable and we have to treat them with honour and treat them with value. Yeah. You know? And 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 that'll inform our behaviour and conduct too. But yes. So that's our physical shell. Yeah. And um, our soul is our mind, will and emotions. Yes. And then we have our spirit and that's our heart. That is the eternal part of us. Yeah. Okay. That's where Jesus lives. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, if we, if we've invited him into our heart, I guess. Yeah. So sex engages our physical ex- experience, mm-hmm. um, our emotional soul experience, and it is a spiritual experience too. It's, it's entirely spiritual. And so, like I mentioned in this episode, we're going to cover the body and the soul and we'll talk about the spiritual context of sex um, next time. And so you can't separate um, body and soul whenever you engage in uh, sexual activity of any kind because hormones are going to be released in your body that affect the soul realm, that affect your mind and your will and emotions, okay? Any girl at certain times of the month are going to, is going to admit that hormones affect our mind and our will and our emotions, yeah. okay? And our desire for chocolate, okay? (laughs) That's like all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And my irritation levels, okay? (laughs) So no matter what your values are and your belief system or your religion or your reasons or your excuses, you actually can't stop your body from doing what it's designed to do. And and we are, the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we truly are. The way God's designed us is super incredible. And when we engage in any form of sexual activity, hormones are going to be released and even a hug will release some of these hormones. Um, it's fairly incredible. Um, and so for women, we'll talk about the girls first, um, predominantly the hormone oxytocin is released mm. when we engage in this kind of activity. And for the men, it's vasopressin. Um, and so oxytocin um, for a girl, for a woman, um, allows her to bond with the most significant people in her life. It is a super potent bonding chemical. Wow. Okay. And, uh, and so it eases stress. It creates feelings of calm and closeness. It leads to increased trust. Um, and it's not just released in sexual activity. It's when when it's released in breastfeeding. It's a big one when it comes to pregnancy and breastfeeding. And right. when breastfeeds a newborn baby, um, those hormones, that oxytocin is released um, so that she can bond with this little person in her life. And we talk about the bond between mother and baby. Right? Yeah, There's do. nothing like it. Mm. It is this unbreakable eternal bond Mm. and our hormones are involved in it like that's how clever god is and and you know like i always say i was high on oxytocin for the first 15 months of my kids lives because i was just like the zen master it is better than any drug they give you in hospital this hormone it is so amazing yeah and so that is that is released when women have sex and so now we can see why women will really trust people uh, who they have sex with. It's wow. easy for us to trust them. Wow. Even if they haven't earned that trust. Yeah. And then we question, we see girls with guys and we go, why is she with him? He has. He does not treat her well. But her hormones have 
have helped her in that process. And wow. created these bonds, even if it's not the best for us. Does that make sense? That really does make sense. Mm-hmm. And so for men, um, it's mainly vasopressin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this hormone is released in him, causing him to bond to a woman. And, and some call it the commitment hormone, which I think is really funny, <laughs> or the monogamy molecule. <laughs> Um, and it, it's a hormone that generates a desire for commitment and it rouses loyalty and it inspires a protective sense over one's mate. And it, cre- it creates sort of that jealous tendency that we see that guys get, like girls get it too, but like when the testosterone really gets going in guys and it's like, she's mine, hands off, you know? Yeah. And it can, it, if it's in, if it spills over into a sinful, selfish thing, guys can get really possessive you know, right. people can get really possessive but but in the right context it's actually a good thing to want to protect your mate you know what I mean yeah and, and commit and and be loyal like you know the bible even says that God is jealous for us yeah know? like he loves us and he protects us you know so it actually images God in that way and we've seen all these raging hormones happening in high school between students you know just yes like and you're like yes there's the best oppressor, <laughs> you know? And so, and then there's a third set of hormones that's released in sexual activity and they're the happy hormones, which is endorphins. And we actually call them happy hormones. Um, and they're highly addictive. As a lot of people know, it's why we get addictive to activities that give us endorphins. We get addicted to exercise. Um, some people get addicted to sex. Um, we get addicted to stuff that, um, gives us endorphins okay there must be something wrong with my endorphins and exercise (laughs) i'm not addicted to exercise (laughs) yeah Yeah, totally you need to try surfing i'm addicted to surfing i get i get the endorphins (laughs) but i actually like hate going to the gym it feels like such a punishment yeah total punishment (laughs) i can't get happy about this But I do get happy hormones when I surf. It literally changes my mood. My husband's like, you are a better human when you go surfing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I actually am a better human. Um, (laughs) And But then so it's like when we have sex and we get the endorphins and the happy hormones, you're like, I just got to do this over and over because you get addicted to that high and those happy feelings. Right. So you can imagine how that can get really out of hand if you're not in a safe committed context how that can really just get loose you know what I mean yeah so these hormones are as as you you know as we mentioned before these are what is acting like super glue Mm -hmm. and they're designed to super glue two people together forever and they connect our body to our soul and they help hold us together and really what what we believe it's for is to um, help us remain faithful to one another for life and that's that's where marriage comes in because we've actually laid down our lives for each other for the rest of our lives right after the altar we're like we don't say i promise to love you in sickness and in health for like you know maybe like a couple of months until you really disappoint me yeah no, like what makes marriage meaningful is that it's a forever commitment and so we need help to make a forever commitment and obviously the holy spirit yeah you know creates that in us um but so do these hormones 
Right. <laughs> so, so these things in our bodies that God has designed us with, they, they take the edge off a of life. You know, sex takes the edge off a of life, off the off life, the, the the harshness of life, and helps create intimacy um, mm. between two people. When intimacy isn't always easy to foster. Mm. Um, and even, you know, in Jewish culture, in Jesus' day, in, and that's his context, like sex wasn't um, like like the side part of a marriage. It wasn't off on the side. It, right. For the Jewish people, it was the central part of marriage. Like they trained little Jewish boys how to do it well and how to honour his wife well in this because it was so central right. to their marriage and they deemed it so important. Right. And 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 I think some, some of our, I guess, um, deception or or what we fail to do is make it central enough. Yeah, it's I'll just do it if I can be bothered, and it's like actually it's a really important part of um, life, and it's a really important part of having a healthy marriage. Yeah, you. and a very hurtful part when we use it in a way that was not intended. So when I listen to you talking about the hormones that are released and how we're you know, meant to be bonding and sticking. Well, what you've got in high school and early young adult years are these people that are, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend sleeping together and then breaking up. And then you see this crazy behavior, you know, like the guys will be like, what's wrong with her? You know, cause the girl is pining for him mm-hmm. because there's way more. I think I, when I was younger, it was explained to me as a soul tie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I was so, um, really excited when I heard you explain it like this because a soul tie sounds like weird (laughs) it sounds also like I'm not against people who teach on this it is an extra biblical concept though yeah the word soul tie isn't actually in the bible yeah is in the bible yeah David and things like that but yeah I it's 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 almost like we came up with the phrase soul tie to try and explain yeah it's exactly and that's why when you taught on this I put two and two together that what I was taught as a soul tie is actually this it's our hormones that God created us with to make sex a powerful bonding experience but of course the world has taken it out of the context of marriage and that's where you've got so many young people walking around with bits of themselves all over other people. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I can explain it like that. Yeah, and I think the the word soul tie, like it, it it does, you know, I can understand people using that phraseology because I think what we mean by that is soul bond, like we've mm. bonded beyond our bodies with someone mm. and the parts of our soul, which is our mind and it is mm. our emotions and it is our will, we have we have bonded with someone in the soul realm so yeah there is a sense that I do agree with the concept of soul ties I just don't know what people are teaching about it and you know people can get weird about stuff so yeah um but yeah most certainly we do we bond in the soul realm and if we're not willing to admit that then we'll never be able to figure out how to mend a broken heart yeah you know what I mean? yeah and so and interesting how you say that like when people break up because you'll notice that when people break up boys handle it differently to girls very um, and, and you know that is a generalization I'm aware of that like some guys don't handle it as typically as we think and you know so I'm not being um you know I'm not trivial trivializing their experience or anything like that but on the whole it becomes interesting how yeah. we can see how girls will often handle it differently to boys yeah because we're actually wired differently 
Um, so the XX and the XY chromosomes are geared differently. Yeah. <laughs> girls, are, girls are actually wired more emotionally and boys are wired more sexually. That doesn't mean that women aren't sexual beings and it doesn't mean that boys aren't emotional beings, but physically um, women do have a larger limbic system than men, so mm-hmm. that's our capacity off for emotions. You know, ours is just generally larger um, and it's like, hello, testosterone, guys just have more of the stuff than girls. It's why I can't grow a hipster beard. Okay? Like, <laughs> different. We are different and if we're trying to be the same, we get confused, okay? Right. That's different and it's like don't fight at people because yeah. if you really want to fulfill your personhood, um, it's like embrace who you are because who God yeah. made you absolutely wonderful and incredible and And I did a whole series on that a while ago about how our biology is attached to our gender which is attached to our roles and I unpack that biblically and why we're in a culture that is confusing our young people by telling us oh no you can just identify as whatever you want Mm, and so because yeah I mean roles is a whole nother a whole nother you know gamut of stuff because mm. roles are highly influenced by you know society and cultural and yep. history and all this kind of stuff but um but you know and and yeah we can fully acknowledge that absolutely and um but we we can't actually change the bodies we're made in unless That's we right. force them to change and That's so right. so if we're just talking about the difference between girls and guys on a physiological level, um, guys being more visual and sexual, which is why there is a higher statistic of guys involved in pornography than mm-hmm. girls. It's not that girls don't watch pornography, um, but guys get more addicted to it because they're more visually wired. It's why I don't perv on the guys. I just, I've never had, you know, girls will less often yeah. perv on a guy's butt than a guy will be attracted to looking at girls bits and pieces do you know what I mean yeah 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 there's a difference there and so but I'm I don't want to generalize people and put them in a box but yeah but you can make general in general that is that is true and that's why I talked the first week about being careful about what we're posting of ourselves on social media there's so many different elements to that as well and one part I didn't get into was the fact that guys do get a lot more um they're wired visually and so so what this means is that um that girls will like for a couple who connect sexually the girls will open up more sexually if they're connected with emotionally on the whole and a guy will open up more emotionally if he's connected with sexually which means that a guy has to lay his life down for the girl before they get married okay that's and the bible speaks to that in ephesians 5 he says lay your life down for your wife as christ laid his life down for the church okay so it's like the men who have to make the biggest sacrifice here um in, in in that sense right and I, I just think that's beautiful and it's yeah. honor and it's chivalry and it's um are you saying that's because they're not getting what they want up front like they've got to lay yeah, down their life yeah. and wait it, well, it teaches them to grow that that emotional intimacy first yeah. before they get exactly what what they would what would fulfill that oh that's powerful nikki growing your emotional intimacy in a relationship before your sexual intimacy Mm. i think the world has that completely reversed Mm. you know they just yeah yeah absolutely and and it's not that sexual intimacy is bad or wrong or anything no 
it's just that we're laying it upon the foundation of emotional intimacy and it's all characterized by love and servanthood so we're not it's not orientated by self it's orientated by honoring and loving the other person and preserving their integrity okay so for the boy let you know we'll talk about how we have different wiring systems and so i'm just talking about boys specifically for a moment um they actually imprint on their first sexual experience, um, which is really interesting. So Twilight didn't actually come up with the idea of imprinting. Just so <laughs> okay. Um, God Explain. came up with the idea What do you mean? So their first sexual experience tends to mark them for life in terms of their sexual memory. Okay. Wow. Now, when I say for life, remember there's like there's redemption and there's restoration because the Bible says we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. But if left undealt with, it marks them for life. So what happens, kind of like um, how baby animals, uh, there's certain baby animals, I think there's like a specific kind of bird and I can't remember what it is, but they imprint on their mother. So they see their mama and they immediately attach themselves, they imprint on her. Okay, so boys actually do this with their first sexual experience, but here's the thing if it's not their wife the one and only girl they'll be with for life they don't imprint on the girl they imprint on the experience and so every other sexual experience after this is going to be affected by that first one so when you say imprint what do you mean by an imprint like is this an emotional thing it's imprinted on their sexual memory okay so now what's going to happen this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing this is a good thing if he waits until his wedding day because if a guy waits till marriage he'll imprint on the girl and she'll be the only girl he's ever imprinted on it's not going to be about any other girl or any other experience um it's about that girl and that's a super powerful connection and a recipe for a great sex life but if he has sex with uh, multiple girls and all this stuff what he subconsciously tries to do is relive that first experience. It might have been in a hotel room and so now that's what turns him on or it might have been it's in his sexual memory. Yes, we all have a sexual memory. Um, And so what happens is, what tends to happen is the girl becomes interchangeable and it becomes about the experience instead of the person. And that's the power of imprinting. So what sex within marriage does is it protects the person over the experience and the person is a part of this imprinting experience. Okay. And so when we get married, it actually anyone can have a meaningful sex life. Absolutely. Um, regardless of their past, if they will transform their mind, if they'll renew their mind, their sexual memory actually needs to be renewed. And many people aren't aware of this. So they go into marriage with all this previous baggage and sexual experiences, and they're not knowing that they're trying to relive those sexual experiences with their new partner. Right. So, so it will most like, like, having a meaningful meaningful sex life will most likely come easier to those who've waited until marriage. Okay. And those who haven't will probably have to work a lot harder, but that depends on their sexual memories and their personal experiences and we're all super unique. It's like it's like people's metabolisms. Like when they eat, some people can eat and they just lose weight no matter what they eat and some people can eat and they just put on weight. Yeah. Um so we're all unique in that way. But But people who wait until marriage to have sex have the lowest divorce rate in the entire world, okay? And so, um, you know, like old stats that I have, and you know that they're old, they, Mm. um, 10 years ago, roughly, I think that the divorce rate in the US at least was at 60%. And and that is super high. Yeah, Um, which I think has come down a bit 
but less people are getting married. Yes, yes, they're not seeing the the, the meaning and the purpose of marriage. So that would be the only reason mm. that stat has come down, but it would have only come down a bit anyway. Mm. Um, but of couples who wait until marriage to have sex, that percentage drops to 5%. Gee. And and this so and again that's a 10-year-old stat so you you can go to Mark Gungor's um, website to find a link to probably find the current stats but yeah. we're not talking Christian marriages here and we're not talking right. US marriages we're talking in every culture every ethnicity every nationality and every religion it drops down to that right. low percentage and and that testifies to the power of a sexual connection yeah and and so these are people who like aren't Christians and aren't even living by the bible which is what we're talking about today we're talking about like a biblical worldview that's right but even people who aren't living by biblical worldview but still save sex for marriage their divorce rates are that much lower because the power of a sexual connection wow see i told you guys that would blow your mind (laughs) (laughs) yes and i might like i know we've got only a couple of minutes left but yeah i just wanted to read this scripture in 1 Corinthians 6 16 to 20 because it really it's like Paul the Apostle puts it so well and he says this there's more to sex than skin on skin Mm. sex is as much spiritual mystery as physical fact to become one and since we become spiritually one with Jesus we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy leaving us more lonely than ever the kind of sex that can never become one which is exactly what we've been talking about and, um, and then he says, there is a sense in which sexual sins are different from others. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies. Those bodies were made for God-given and God-modeled love for becoming one with another. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. And Mm. so bottom line is what I'm saying is, sex is powerful and it has to be powerful because it holds two people together for a lifetime it's how they become one it's not designed to be cut apart and mark 10 verse 9 says god created this organic union of the two sexes no one should desecrate his art by cutting them apart you know and obviously there's there's redemption and restoration and grace for all things there is nothing jesus cannot do or undo or renew or fix or heal he is close to the brokenhearted absolutely Mm. um but this is like the god's vision this is his ideal yeah for us which is what we're going after today we got young christian teenagers who who want to know what god's vision and god's ideal is and and that's what it is His, his ideal is would be blessed yeah that's his idea yeah and um in the next episode or two we're definitely going to touch on um (coughs) what we can do if we have kind of you know had sex outside of marriage and you were talking about the redemption in our mind um and then our our soul like if a guy's imprint etc etc so we want to go into what that looks like and and how we can actually um i guess 
come back from that, for want of a better word, if we have experienced that, like you have in your life, like how did you heal? And so we're going to go into that in the next couple of episodes. But that will wrap up our episode for today. That was incredible. The way that you explained how sex is like super glue. Honestly, I don't think anyone will forget that. (laughs) Great super glue. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Well, Nikki, thanks for joining us again. And we can't wait, can't have, can't wait to have you back next episode. And oh, the other thing I was going to say, if, so I've got a cough. (coughs) I've got something in my throat. I'm so sorry. If people have questions, can you please, um, DM them to me or keep an eye out on my stories because I'm going to keep popping up if you've got questions to send them through because if we get enough questions then at the end um, Nikki and I or Nikki probably particularly (laughs) uh, will be able to answer and please like nothing's out of bounds so ask whatever you like and I will not attach your name to it so don't worry so um, yeah so make sure that you do that all right guys have a great week and we'll see you next week bye Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.